Hey guys, uh, greetings, it's me Viktor Kamenov and I'm pretty happy to be part of this channel, to be in this interview, thanks a lot. And hopefully everything that I'll say will be helpful for uh, some of you. And of course, if you're more interested into getting deeper in branch topics, you can check out my website, Kamen of Calisthenics. I have a variety of programs over there and you can check out my YouTube channel from time to time. I upload interesting videos for my usual trainings and my trips. And of course, check my Instagram, Viktor Kamenov. Thanks a lot. All the links will be in the description, guys, so you can go down there if you're interested in any of it. So, yeah, let's get on with the interview. On my channel, uh, we do talk about these different types of calisthenics. You know, there's statics, there's freestyle, there's weighted calisthenics. Um, so what would you say your type of calisthenics is? Would you say it's mainly statics? And um, do you do, when you do your statics, do you just train one static at a time or do you do combinations? Well, first of the first question of whether I'm doing only statics. Well, statics and strength dynamics, these are the things that I've been focusing for the last three, four years since I'm not competing into the regular freestyle competitions. Because, you know, in the freestyle competition, you also need to apply some dynamic stuff. And right now, I'm not really focusing on the dynamic stuff. I'm doing it really rarely, just occasionally when I go to some events and just trying my old stuff. But I'm not really training on a daily basis. Uh, even today, I just came back from a training. And that's why I was late one hour. Because uh, I yeah. wanted to make my base after that. I uh, just wanted to finish and make it good. Because uh, like this is the main priority. But yeah, I was training strength, like statics, strength dynamics, and also basics. That's what I'm training right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, about the second question, uh, you asked me how I uh, schedule my things. or Yeah, it's like, so when you want to learn a static skill, so say you want to learn the planche, would you use combinations? So would you do like planche into a press into something like, a, say if you wanted to learn full planche, would you do like a straddle press down and then over time get better form? Or would you just do work the one skill on its own? Well, look, uh, that's an interesting question. Um, and uh, it really depends on the level, but always, if you want to focus on the skill, really focus on the skill. Because for example, you hardly make a planche, why to devote so much energy and time into the planche press when you still don't have the good form of the planche? Like better, concentrate on the real skill on good form and straight arms. And then once you have like the minimal requirements, which are not of course fixed, but let's say four or five seconds, once you have the minimum requirements, then you can think about, okay, let's go for press, let's go for push-ups. And I see so many beginners, also me in the beginning, I used to go for, uh, let's say combination of static moves once I was still not ready for that. And um, for example, my shoulder were, uh, was not in the, in the proper position. My elbows were, let's say, uh, not locked and so on. And uh, what's happening is that you're gaining strength in not a proper position. And it's better really to devote some more time into the foundation because really the foundations are all those technical parts that you need to be uh, focusing on in the beginning. Once you have that thing, your progress after that will be way faster. Bro, it, look at it like a, a building, like a tower. Like if you want to build a high tower, of course, it will have a lot of weight, but you also need to build a good foundation. If you're rushing, if you're thinking about, okay, let's go for the planche press. Uh, someday I'll get the planche. Some, someday I'll get that protraction and my elbow will be unlocked. Well, someday it's possible, but maybe uh, it will be harder for you. Like the road will be rough. The road will not be straight and it will be hard full with injuries and so on. But we don't need that thing. We want uh, stable progress, safe progress um, for a long-term gains, bro. Because we're here for the long term. We're not training only for two, three years just for the, for the trend and then go and play basketball or other sports. We're here for life, man. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I fully agree because, yeah, there's little parts of the planche that, I started wanting to go towards combinations, but I realized there's so much in my planche that I could improve, like the protraction, just just like the little things that you can still improve on. Um, so I'm glad I didn't rush into combinations a bit too early. I'm still working on just getting the planche like, as good as I can get it. And then I've already got presses and stuff, full planche presses, but I'm waiting to really get my full planche where I want it to be and then really work on the combinations. So I'm glad, I'm glad you kind of agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but also there is the other uh, side of the coin, which is not to overdo the things. Like there is some minimum requirements, as I said. Let's say, okay, you get the three, four seconds of a good planche. Then there is no need to be aiming for those 20 seconds, really. 
in order really to start training the push-ups or the press. And there are some people who are really uh, uh, going to the perfection and they try to really get that planche the perfect ever and they don't uh, look at uh, the other things. Uh, like once you have those uh, minimum requirements, you can start devoting time also for other skills and not stay at the same place. Like you can think about, okay, I, I continue training on my planche form. Uh, like I have a day in which I'm continue training my planche form, my holds with a good form, but then I also uh, continue, uh, but, but then I also start uh, with pressing push-ups and, and other combinations in general. It's, it's the same for not only for planche, I'm talking about uh, front lever, all the levers in general, like because yeah. uh, the, 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 the principle is the same. The principle is the same. Whatever you're training, whatever uh, the real lever is, you have a shoulder which is far away from the waist center, and we're, we're working on progressions, we're working on a proper form, and all the combination after that, they come after we build the foundations which are with a straight arm. And of course, good position of the shoulders and so on. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. How do you prefer to train? Do you prefer to do a lot of max effort attempts and then really you know, try to learn a new skill by just doing the attempts? Or do you work on the progressions below the one you want? So if you want the full planche, do you just spend your time mainly on straddle? Or how much do you do full attempts? Because some people find it hard to really know, okay, how much do I do of my attempts? And how much do I do of like the progression below? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here it really depends on the level, but I always say to my people who I'm coaching, like, bro, go for a variation that you can hold for at least two seconds because if you can hold it it means that you can apply control it's also a mind work it's not only go for it and hold it because yeah maybe you can go for a full planche but it will be around zero seconds and you have not enough physically the time to control it and it's really important go for progression that will allow you to have the enough physical time to really have that control have that mind and muscle connection and after that you can think about growing those seconds into the current progression once you, of course, get the the uh, requirements, uh, like uh, let's say oh, uh, eight or nine seconds for a progression, then you can go for the next one. Drop again back to two seconds and so on. And by this way, you have one healthy progress. One healthy progress, of course, during that uh, 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 that time, you, you need to be thinking of, okay, I have my shoulder exactly where they should be. I have my elbows locked and so on. Because working on not a proper position from the beginning, will make you the world champion in not the proper position. Working on the banana from the beginning like will that. make you the world champion into the banana planche. You'll be the best into the banana planche, but you'll never get the yeah. real planche. You know, that's that's the deal. And uh, I'm, I'm telling the guys, and uh, you see there's so many old school guys who actually never uh, achieved the full planche because they were just focusing on, okay, I do my stuff, I do my stuff. But yeah, it's totally different. That's why it's, sometimes it's better to go a few steps back. Maybe not go on a full planche. Maybe not even go on a straw planche. Go string yourself even more. But go in the position that you have all your uh, body parts into the right place. And uh, you also have the enough time to control it and to feel it exactly where it should be. Slowly to gain that strength, slowly to increase those seconds. And after that, you think about, okay, I extend my body, I extend my body, and so on. Like, this is the logical way of uh, how uh, things should be trained. Um, and uh, logically, it should be working. Like, it's, it should be working for everybody. I mean, since you're having your notes, since you have your notebook and you're writing every day how many seconds you have, you can think about, okay, every training, I have more and more and more. Once I, have, I, I reach those requirements and move on to the next progression and so on like logically it should happen to everybody of course the only differences are that yeah some guys are uh, a meter and a half while others are two meters so one is 100 kilograms while the other is 55 of course that makes difference but it makes difference mainly in the time that actually that progress will mm -hmm. go through yeah uh, so well that's what i can tell like uh, don't don't rush don't go hard for for hard skills and that's the biggest problem that the majority of the beginners are doing right now. Like they see me, for example, on the bar, I'm going for a Maltese, for Maltese, like wide and so on. And they say, okay, I go for the same. Yeah, but he goes for the same for around zero seconds with locked uh, elbows, uh, shoulders around here to the back. And, uh, you know, he's not doing anything at all. Like uh, he's just increasing the risk of injuring himself. And once he gets injured, he's getting depression, uh, like lack of motivation and so on. 
and that's why he's out of the sport. And I'm seeing that thing repeatedly uh, on on the playground outside. Like I see many guys, not only in my country, other places. So this is a major, major problem. And uh, yeah, actually, I, I covered a lot of topics with uh, with your question. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. If you need to talk, just talk. Like don't don't worry don't worry too much. Um, but yeah, so okay to to take it back a little bit. So would you say it's okay to do both? You want to do attempts and you want to work on the skill you have control over. So you want to do attempts of a skill you have for at least two seconds. You, you want to hold at least two seconds, but then you also want to do the progression you have control over and hold that for as long as you need to. Well, look, I don't separate actually the progressions from the attempts. You're doing attempts of the progression. Actually, a progression is attempt, right? It's a skill. Because people see the progressions as a basic. No, it's a skill. It's still a skill. Like the planche is still a skill. It's not a, a, a basic for a full planche. It's a skill. So look at it like this. You don't go for the skills that you can't control and you don't have the strength still. But you go for the, uh, for the skills that you have and that the position of the shoulders and the elbows and uh, in general all the body is similar to the one that you aim, for example, the full planche. And it's still a skill. So I don't say don't do attempts. Do attempts but only for the skills that you're ready for. Okay, perfect. Um, just to follow on from that, how long would you say, like what's the requirement for like a skill? So for one of the progressions, whatever, whatever skill it is, how long would you say, okay, I can move on to the next? Uh, I would say around eight seconds. Eight right. seconds. Even a minimum, even a minimum. Because uh, you know, having... Having eight seconds is also pretty subjective. I mean, having eight seconds in your best day, in your worst day, or when? Like having yeah. eight seconds on average, which means, okay, on your best days, maybe you go for 12. On your worst days, maybe you go for six. But average, you need to have eight, eight uh, seconds. So what I recommend them, okay, look at your schedule and think about I'm having, uh, let's say, three consecutive trainings in which I'm capable to hold that for a certain seconds. It means that it means that I'm already ready for that level. That's my real level. If I have it one time, it still means that I'm not here because it's uh, pretty dependent on many variables, such as, for example, how much I slept, uh, what mm-hmm. did uh, I ate, like actually how uh, how my work was, did I have university how my uh, uh, social experience was today and so on. Like there are many variables that can affect your progress and especially your performance during the day and during the workout. Uh, and that's why you need to be sure that at least three days you, you're able to have that hold. And yeah, that's your real level. If not, then that's just a lottery. It was your good day. You slept good. You ate good. You were light. You were happy. You were motivated. You had a new song and uh, new clothes, and I don't know, there are many, many things that uh, make the people yeah. motivated. It doesn't matter, but it's just uh, a function of really, uh, really, uh, let's say, uh, good environment and uh, things that, that happen during the day. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I got another question. We might come back to some of these stuff later, but I just, you're just triggering questions in my mind. So, yeah, some people, so they train in Plage and they have this issue. I, I have this issue a lot sometimes as well, where, you know, you have really good days, but then you have like a lot of like bad days. Um, it's really inconsistent. So you can't really, you try, maybe you have a tr- training program, but I know some people don't even have a training program, but then they try and do the planche and they're like, oh, I had it four seconds last time, straddle planche, but now I can't even hold it. What would you say would be things you should look out for that might be the issue? Do you think it's overtraining? Do you think it's like the things you said, like not sleeping enough? Or do you think it's like not the program? And what do you think is like common issues that you've seen that you might think is a reason? Like it's uh, really hard to answer this question because we're not talking to a specific person. Like it's really subjective. It depends on the occasion. Uh, Like the thing that I'll say to everybody is just don't change really fast the program. Because in order to see if a program is working or not, you need to be sure that you have tried it at least two, three weeks and really see if it's working. Like uh, the, the fastest thing that usually people do is, okay, this program is not working for two days. Let's change to another one. And uh, yeah, in fact, it's not problem of the work uh, of the workout program most of the time, but it's problem of other things. Yeah. And uh, that's the main thing that I would say, like stick to the program program at least for two, three weeks, like a minimum. 
and think of other things to improve uh, for whatever it is, whether it's sleep, whether it's it's possible also to be overtraining, but it's it's really um, um, uh, not uh, certain, uh, not uh, not certain example that you're giving me right yeah. now, and that's it's really hard to explain. That's the thing I'll say. Just stick to the program, and uh, you know, try different things like uh, search search for problems. It's all about searching. Like also, I had uh, periods, especially in the beginning, that I was not really experienced. Uh, I was searching for many things. Like I was improving my nutrition. I was improving uh, my sleep, my study. Yeah. Uh, if I'm training too much, if I'm training uh, planche uh, 24/7, because I also sometimes used to make it, and it was also a problem, like you said, over training. But just for search for it, man, search for it, and don't be stubborn to go by the same way that you used to make, uh, used to go uh, the last two weeks. Because uh, if uh, something is not working, it means that you need to change something. But don't go first for the workout problem. What are your top three exercises for planche? So that's like a, a nice, a nice common question. Uh, 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 well, um, of course, like the first thing is just do your attempts, man. Like this is the most important thing. It's not like an exercise, but it's uh, like activity that you need to do during the training. The second one that I usually go for is the gymnastics method, which is with weights. And uh, currently in the, in the summer, I'm not going that much for it since I'm training outside. I don't have the possibility to use weights. But in the winter, I train usually in the fitness in place where I have the possibility to use weights and I go for weights. All those exercises that imitate mm-hmm. somehow the lever, like the position of the shoulders, uh, the movement in general, whether it's for a full planche, whether it's for a Maltese, it's working also for a front lever, wide front lever, touch, doesn't matter. It's working for everything. Like you just need to think about and there are a lot of exercises that you can Imagine and think about using uh, weights. And uh, yeah, uh, third one is uh, resistant band. Resistant. I'm working a lot with the resistant band. Even uh, recently, like probably 16% of my workout is with the resistant band for a lot of skills, especially for the new ones that I'm learning on the skills uh, on the rings. Uh, like uh, yeah, I'm, right now I know that I need to train clever because the skills are getting harder and harder. Uh, and uh, yeah, I need to go slowlier and slowlier without any risk. And usually, resistant bands give me that possibility. So yeah, these are the three things I usually go for. Um, like uh, they're pretty much like a cliche, but uh, in the end, you know, the the most uh, uh, cliche stuff are actually working. Like uh, we're yeah. not searching for some really secrets and so on. Like it's all about finding it and applying it in a long term man. Yeah. Okay. So no secrets. It's the common stuff most people suggest. So the oh, attempts, sure, weights, and then the last one, bands, assisted. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Okay. And really think about it. Like use your brain because I see many guys, they just go and hustle, but it's not all about hustle, especially in our sport. Our sport is really technical. And I really even recommend use less hustle, but more your brain. Use less music and drop, but uh, <laughs> go on a silence and uh, use your brain, put your phone away. Look at your position of the shoulders and everything because you can really get fucked up, like from not a good yeah. uh, performance of the skill. So, really use your brain, that's the thing. Uh, you can really uh, invent many exercises. Like just, just imagine, like many of the exercises that I'm training in right now, nobody told me. Nobody told me, like, which I, I'm just thinking about it. Okay, how I can make an exercise with dumbbells that can imitate somehow, let's say, the Zanetti press or the Balandin or I don't know, on the rings. But it's all about this. And uh, the next thing is be consistent. Like, again, another cliche, but be consistent. That is it. Like, I'm consistent for 10 years. It's working. Uh, so that's the key, man. That's the key. Like, change sometimes the path, but have always the direction. Yeah. No, it seems like it's working really well. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, just thinking, okay, what's the issue? Think, oh, what's the exercise that fix that issue? Like, kind of becoming your own coach. That's something I'm glad that like, I started doing it. Like, you know, when I was becoming intermediate to advanced, when I had issues, that's what I'd really try and think of. So I started doing exercises that no, like I didn't see anywhere, but I would just do them and it would help. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, yeah, for some people, if they think they have a specific issue and they, they feel like that's the issue, um, then, yeah, just try and think, OK, what's the exercise that I feel like will work that area more? Um, yeah, I think that's really good advice. OK. Yeah, would you, but every session, would you do uh, attempts, like every one, or would you, sometimes would you not do attempts? Well, look, that's one of the mistakes I used to make. 
for example, every time on every training, I go for the same attempts and so on, and even going too much with the planches. Let's say five times a week, six times a week, and so on, and every day doing the same thing. And firstly, you get physically tired, and secondly, even more important, is you get mentally tired of doing the same thing. So I would recommend, like, okay, uh, sometimes it's less is even better. Less is even better. Uh, it still depends on what uh, skills you're talking about, but even right now, I'm thinking about not exhausting myself mentally for with uh, some skill. Let's say if I'm learning something on the rings, rings, I'm not going for more than three times a week because I'm getting tired mentally. And the fourth time when I need to go, maybe physically I'll be still okay, but I want to do something else. And naturally, I feel I need to go for another skill. And it's better to use that energy, natural energy of uh, wanting something else, wanting variety of things. And Use it for another skill when you see how uh, actually the training will go way better. But for a beginner, I don't recommend really going uh, every time for attempts. Let's say planche only attempts and times and so on. You can go for some basics. You can go for handstand stuff. You can go for, uh, it's really important, the basics, the normal basic. I see the beginners, they just skip the push-ups, pull-ups, dips, muscle-ups, and so on. Mm -hmm. They just skip it. And this, these are really crucial for the progress. Like, uh, how is that possible? You're not able to to make, let's say, a normal dips, 10 dips uh, with a, in the end, push position of the shoulders, and you're aiming for a straddle punch. Like, it's something is missing, man. Like, uh, you need to build a foundation, as I was talking about, in order to have really a stable progress in the long term. Yeah. On my channel, a lot of people are stuck on the advanced tuck planche. So a lot of people are trying to learn that, doing attempts, but not getting very far. So what would you say would be the best exercise for advanced tuck planche or for people that are stuck with it? You mean they go for advanced tuck and after that they hardly make the, the straddle planche and so on, right? Yeah, like they do advanced, they're trying to do advanced tuck but can't hold it very long or bad form, very bad form and not improving. Yeah, get it. So first I'll say for those who are stuck on, uh, on the part of before the advanced tuck and then for those who are actually stuck after the advanced tech, because in my opinion actually mm -hmm. more people are stuck after the advanced tech since the things there are a little bit changed yeah but yeah. before the advanced tech what i recommend is the thing that i said in the beginning like get your notebook and be uh sure where you are on the map like today i did that seconds tomorrow i think about having more and really being concentrating on the training on myself not talking with other people and uh just uh uh, counting on the hard music and so on, but concentrate on yourself, put your phone away, parallel to yourself, look at the form and look at the seconds, like each training. And you're aiming, of course, every training to have at least one second more, like even even half a second, even one third of the second is still a celebration, like it's still a progress, man. You need to be happy with that. And always aim for more and more every every training. It's sound, let's say, really uh, obvious, but in fact, Many athletes, they don't do it. Like They're just not aware of where they are. They're not uh, following their progress. They don't know what they did the last time and uh, what they need to do that time. So that's that's one of the main uh, things that uh, I'll suggest them. It's not only for, for advanced tech, it's for all the planches after that. And it's even more important after that, especially those little steps that you need to go for. Of course, you have some days that you go down, you go up, you go down, you go up. Like you have one perfect line of the progress that you need to be following right but you're not you're never there like just that's just the imaginary line that you you want always to be there but you're always somewhere around but in the end like average we want to be going up that's that's what i can say that's for those guys i mean uh and also do your basics do your push-ups do your uh dips even though they're let's say for a beginners they will help you a lot and if you still can't make uh 15 uh dips it means that something is wrong over there. Like you have uh, some foundational problems that you need to go back and you need to work on them. Maybe your shoulder is weaker than uh, other parts of the body and so on. And for those who are stuck after the advanced tech, that's, uh, in my opinion, more common scene, especially in my clients. Like I would mm -hmm. recommend them go with a resistance band and go for attempts that you open your body after that because the activation of the glutes and the lower back in the straddle planche is different from the one that you have into the tuck planche and advanced tuck. Like, okay, we have tuck planche and advanced tuck, but after that, we go for a little bit different skill and a little bit uh, different activation for the lower part. 
And we need to be thinking of, okay, I continue training my advanced tech, but I also go for the next variation that I'll have a help of the resistant band. That's why I said one of my favorite exercises is resistant band. And I put it uh, like, say, I, depending on where I, I want to hit more the, uh, the body, I can put it higher, like uh, have more uh, engagement of the lower part. But by this way, I'll work also slowly for the straddle flange and somehow I'll be overlapping the progress like the advanced can took there mainly for the shoulder strength and to be maintaining the angle between the arms and the upper body but for all the other uh, parts like you need to be having a specific focus on the glutes and the lower back let's say you can even make go for a plank like plank is uh, some people will say it's a stupid exercise but yeah go for let's say two minutes with a lot of kilograms and so on you see that it's actually still hard everything is hard depending on how much um, uh, hard we go with it you know everything mm -hmm. is hard uh, so really put some focus on, on the things that are actually lacking into the plunge and advanced tech and you see a huge improvement uh, in that thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad with these answers. These answers are so good because, yeah, I find that these are things that I've been mentioning on my channel um, that like, yeah, especially the glutes and stuff like that, getting the glute activation because a lot of people I see it's like they're still trying to do the straddle planche as if it's advanced tuck. But there's new muscles involved, and I had to learn that the hard way. That's one of the things I was like, oh, what, what's the issue? I was trying to figure out, am I not leaning enough, or is it my glutes? And it turns out it was both for the straddle planche. I wasn't leaning enough, and it was my glutes. So I had to work on both, but it took me ages to figure it out. So, yeah, that's really good advice as well. So when people are trying to learn the planche, uh, they first get a skill. They can only hold it like three seconds, maybe, maybe four seconds. But they really want to get to like eight or ten seconds plus. So... Is there anything they need to do differently to get to that 10 plus seconds hold? Or do they keep doing the same thing? Or what would be a good exercise to get to like 10 plus seconds of a hold? Man, still it's a subjective uh, thing. Like I need to know who is the guy and who, what he's doing in order to really tell him. My, like maybe he's not performing the skill in a good way. Like that's the, the majority of the guys, that's their problem. Like they're telling me, hey bro, I can make... Uh, Throw planche uh, six seconds. No, you're doing shit. Like your form is shit. <laughs> Without offending uh, anybody, but <laughs> your shoulder is back. Like I'm, I'm honest with them. I'm telling them, like you need to fix it. And once he tried to fix it, from those six seconds, he drops to zero seconds. And we need to go to the previous variation. You know? and that's one of the problems. Uh, and uh, I see some guys even from a training to a training, they have different forms. Like one time he has okay form, but the next time he tries to get one second more but in order to make it he something makes uh, worse in the form uh and uh, that's another thing like you need to be sure that you're always having the same form you're applying the same form all the time uh and and so on but yeah the, the answer of this question is pretty subjective man i i, I don't yeah. know uh, like, uh for who we're talking about maybe he's lacking of some strength somewhere Usually that's a possibility to be in the foundational part, like uh, his shoulders are weaker, his core is weak, and so on. Uh, like he's yeah. lacking a fundamental strength that he needs to go back, he needs to do his basics, uh, and, or, uh, or just focus specifically on some body parts and so on, and then and then go uh, go for the for the uh, for the attempts again. Like uh, as I said, it's a foundation, and if we don't have it, of course, all the progress after that will be. A struggle it will be hard to make all the progress and uh that's one of the probably the possibilities the other one is the bad form and uh and the third one is the back to the topic of the consistency like if you're not consistent and so on for example this summer since i'm traveling a lot man like this summer i have 12 travels to 12 events and uh, and uh, workshops and uh, judging everywhere almost yeah. i feel and uh, it's yeah. really hard for me to stick to the schedule man it's really hard like okay i'm training good i'm training always uh with a good form with uh safety with resistant band and so on for uh, i mean for a really high level uh skills that i had in my plan like i wanted to have them for september and so on but bro it's hard for me to stick to the schedule since i mm, I, I don't have always the let's say uh, the requirements i don't have uh the good playground and so on and i it's hardly for yeah. me to stick to my workout schedule and when when i don't stick to my workout schedule I go two steps forward, then I go one back, I go two steps forward, then I go three back, then I go and so on. You see, it's pretty hard. And that's yeah. also important. Like uh, majority of the calisthenics athletes, they're doing some other stuff outside calisthenics. Probably they're working, they're pretty busy with that thing. I mean, I'm talking about those who are over 20 years old. 
even though they're not that much actually uh um yeah and uh, of yeah. course their focus is somewhere else they're getting mentally exhausted and uh, uh that's uh, also possible to be the cause of uh, like just not being consistent and uh, man you need to be consistent that is it you need to be consistent and the good thing about being a teenager and being 15 16 years old is that you have all the time of the world to to do your plan stuff and uh, that's mm-hmm. that's what I, what I was uh in what situation i used to be like yeah. uh, it's just me and the planche, just me and the planche, and nothing else. And and a school, of course, you have a school, but it's mainly you and the planche, and you can you can devote all your time. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, so if you say um the main issues that could be stopping someone is the not having the foundations, um bad form, and not being consistent. Let's say someone has all those three things. Would would you say you would expect them to? every time get better and better over time you know sometimes they'll have bad days but you should see them improve over time if they have those three things down yeah i think so i mean if he has let's say uh the notes have taken like every training he's trying to get better if he's doing all his basic exercises like the ones with the dumbbells as i said like the ones that are specific for some areas for example the lower back the plank and the resistant band work and so on like if he's having all the package of the skills like uh, well, maybe he's just overtraining, or maybe it's some other issues which is outside the the workout program. It's uh, outside the workout in general. Like it's some other other uh, thing. And uh, you can see usually those guys who lack of progress into the workout, they also lack of progress in other areas in life. Like it's really connected, and it's deeper than just uh, working on a on a program. Like it's something deeper. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, man, I know I know a lot of people like this. I mean. Uh, He's problematic not only in the workout. It's just just all connected. Yeah. Like yeah, the areas of life. Yeah. Even more fundamental things than just the basics. Like even more fundamental things that uh, had to be fixed before in the past. But that's already yeah. another topic. Like we've. Yeah, that, that's some life advice, man. <laughs> yeah, that's life advice. But of course, yeah. you know, we put it inside the video. Yeah, it's all connected. It's all connected. What would you say? were the best exercises for you for learning Maltese? Um, well, it's not like exercises, but the best ways, like the ways that I used to go always is uh, the two types of training, like the gymnastics training, which is just go directly for a good form of the, of the planche of the Maltese, like uh, get the support of the of a friend if needed, or get a dream machine, get a resistance band or whatever. And then the other approach is just go for slowly getting wider and wider from a straddle planche, get wider and wider and so on. And I was a guy who combined both of them because I was training also in a gymnastic gym. I'm not a gymnast, but I was training there. So mm. I had a lot of contact with uh, gymnastics uh, people over there and coaches, and I was just going there to steal uh, information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was Good idea. street way also when I was outside, but also I was combining it with the gymnastic way and really make it, made it uh, efficient. Made it efficient and that's why uh, I was always uh, not having so many injuries. Like, of course, I had, but I was not. Uh, I, I was not uh, really struggling so much with uh, many, many injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, following on from that, so on my channel recently, I started talking more about gymnasts because they're training. I really like the way they train because it's really structured. They're really working the things that a lot of people neglect in calisthenics. So that's why I try to bring up gymnasts a lot. So, like, what other skills besides using dumbbells? So, a lot of gymnasts are using dumbbells. Are there any other exercises gymnasts are doing that you think calis- more calisthenics people really need to be doing? Well, bro, all the all the exercises that uh, are uh, let's say for a focus on different groups, like uh, as I told you, the exercises that are specifically for the lower back. Like, it's not only for Maltese; it's in general for for all the all the. Uh, levers and uh, all the stuff like you need to have a strong core and so on and they're doing it from a little kids you see especially mm-hmm. the chinese I, i'm really watching how chinese are training and you can see over there how they're from little kids they start training on those basic exercises because as i said these are the fundamental things that they need to have from kids from five six years old and then they continue of course applying that since uh till they're old enough and yeah, uh, they train a lot with the resistant band, uh, like not that much with resistant band, more with the dream machine and so on, with uh, uh, shortening 
their arms, like uh, for example, they're not uh, having the rings here, but they're having the rings over here, and mm -hmm. a lot with the help of a coach. That's something that we usually on a playground outside calisthenics, we don't have such a thing, like everybody's concentrating on his workout and with the headphones and so on. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty normal. Like even I, when I go outside, like I'm concentrating mainly on my part. But uh, yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, also, that uh, way of training, like you having a coach who is helping you to support you for some elements. I mean, I'm not talking about only motifs, like all the hard elements, like uh, uh, Zanetti or uh, Van Gelder or all the stuff that you need to push hard and you need mm -hmm. to get away a little bit of weight in order to make the skill. And slowly, yeah. slowly, the coach helps you, then he moves away that help and so on. Uh, but of course, uh, like uh, what you can do is just go for the resistance band. I mean, uh, go for a dream machine and so on. Like dream machine is available also for calisthenics people and so on. I'm in training also. Uh, like we're just going for, for ways that we can actually apply on the playground and so on. But yeah, these are the things, a lot of dumbbell exercises, like in you know, a different angles and so on. They're training a lot of mobility exercises because the mobility is so important like it's only, not only about strength some of the mm -hmm. problems for the strength moves is not not having the strength but not having the mobility mm -hmm. yeah you know, that's the that's the thing not having the mobility and um, uh, that's why they're training really on that that part yeah for example you can't perform a good press plus you can't if you don't have the mobility of the shoulders like if you're stuck over here how are you gonna mm -hmm. make the last part? It's not. It's not a strength problem. It's a, another problem that you used to. Uh, you, you had uh, to work on it before. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it's getting darker. So uh, I think I'll ch change something. You see, okay. when when something is not working, we're looking for what we can change. You know? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like the mentality, man. Okay. So um, so the hollow body planche uh, or the straight body so it's it's really debated in calisthenics um which is better which is correct form um what would you say which would you say is better is there a better one and if you were going to learn the hollow body planche how would you learn it what's the best exercises to learn that hollow body position well i think i already answered to that question i mean just go for all the progression into that form and slowly you get the strength for that form desire that is from you like uh that's the way that's the way just don't expect like one day and you learn it like you slowly you start from the skills that you have the strength and you apply over there that form that's the answer the fast answer yeah and and which do you think is better straight body planche or hollow body or is there, is there one that's not better than the other well bro uh it depends on uh what you mean by hollow body and uh and a straight form like uh, position of the shoulder or engaging all the back and, and the lower back and so on. It depends on what you mean by the terms. Yeah, I'd say like um, like exaggerated hollow. So not curving the spine, but really rounded. So the back's almost flat. But then there's another one where it's more like a gymnast. Well, look, uh, I'll give you the, the differences. For example, in the gymnastics, all you need to do as a gymnast is actually to have a um, horizontal both that is it whether your shoulder is here or here or here it doesn't matter at all like that's much like you need to have straight arms and horizontal body of course not bent elbows and so on but you know calisthenics is a little bit different i mean uh, of course everybody's uh, is uh, making it by his way and everybody is protecting his way of uh, of doing it it's totally normal uh but we still don't have any regulars like uh and in the end you can say yeah. which one is better and which one is worse like that's that's really important to say to the people i mean whenever i mm -hmm. teach them in the workshops or in the online coaching or whatever i don't tell them that's the only way that it should be done like it's not written in the constitution or any other place yeah. like is i teach them the way i usually go for and uh yeah i'm i'm totally uh i'll say i'm totally fine with uh with the hollow body i don't really like like just the straight planche especially because you have the possibility to lock yourself like touching the chest with the with the triceps and so on it's things that i don't like and as a judge i always look at those things like these are little things that um many judges i see that they don't look that much but for me that's really really important um and um yeah about uh, about my form what i'm looking for is like having the shoulder 
following the wrist. You see the shoulder is around the lower contour of the body, but usually I don't go for overexposing uh, whole body. You know, yeah. I'm just telling how, how I perform it and how I perform all these and other things. Like, yeah, I have my shoulder forward, like it's protracted mm -hmm. and depressed. It's following yeah. the wrist, but I'm not engaging all my back. And if I want to have a height of a planche, like you see, height of a planche, I want this height to be coming only from the angle between the upper body and the arm, but not for from engaging also the back and not actually yeah. making it bad. But this is my way, as I say, like everybody's doing it a different way. Like uh, I'm just explaining my, my technique. Your way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So overall, you say if you want to learn hollow body planche, you just need to train specifically to activate the muscles for hollow body planche and do it the same way. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, bro. It's in Perfect. general, like in general, in all the skills, it's like this. Uh, whatever you try to to go for, yeah. like you think about going the smart way, and the smart way is think about okay, I go for easier variation, but I want to keep the same muscles by the same way that uh, I'm aiming to to go for. That is it. Okay. Um. This is one. Um. I'm just interested in to think what you think of this. H how important do you think building muscle is for calisthenics? Because, you know, there's some people that are a lot younger, you know, they're starting 16. They haven't built a lot of muscle yet, but they're starting into calisthenics. Do you think they should focus more on building muscle first and then going into calisthenics? Or how important do you think muscle is? No, no I mean, uh, calisthenics and uh, all those uh, skills are not mainly uh, and only for a muscle. Like you're working close on your tendons and so on. And, if you see uh, in the gymnastics somebody with a straight arm, he's also applying a lot of strength on the tendon and so on. But yeah, it's important to have some muscles, like all those fundamental things that I said. Uh, but it's more important to have general strength, not only on your muscles, like, but in general that it's something that you build exactly with those preparation exercises and so on. Like if you see me, for example, uh, right now, yeah, I'm stronger than I used to be five years ago. But five years ago, ago I did 36 seconds of full planche, which was the world record, and I was skinny as fuck. Like I was. 15 kilograms yeah. less. You were light. And I, yeah, I was lighter. And if I get the buffer, it's because I went to the fitness and I went to my nutrition and so on. It's not because of the planche and so on. But it also didn't affect me so hard into the planche because I used to make it gradual. Like for those three, four years, I, I made it pretty gradual. So uh, fast uh, answer, like, uh, yeah, it's important to have, of course, a good muscle condition, but not having a great size. Like, that's not important. Like, uh, having overall body strength and overall good condition that you can build with all basic exercises. Okay. So when you're doing your, your programming for either other people or yourself, do you think a lot about intensity? So how hard the, the skill is going to be? Like, do you work with that? Or how do you usually program? Um, do you just think, uh, oh, they should just do the hardest one um, they can do? Or, how, yeah, how do you work with intensity? So about both. Like, not so only, like, uh, go for the hardest. Go, of course, for uh, for a lot of uh, reps for easier uh, exercises. Also, on my usual trainings, I also sometimes go for straddle planche push-ups. You see, it's easy for me, but I go yeah, for man. 10 to 10 and so on. Like, it's helping me. It's helping me a, a lot. And it's a different thing, like... In the end, if you only go for one rep on the hardest skill, you'll stay in the one rep, you see. And uh, you can go after that for easier skill, but you'll be still maybe having two, three reps and so on. Like you need to be working also on having more reps and so on in general. So I'll say neither uh, one or, or the other. Like go for both. both. Go for both. It's something else. For example, if you're trying for hold and form, it's mm -hmm. your thing. Like you can have a day for your form. You can have a day for your hold and so on. Like these are these are the things. Like, uh, but of course it depends on uh, also how uh, your goals are. I mean, if you have other skills, I mean, if you have a lot of skills and you want to bench press, you want to squat, and uh, you want to have a uh, 50 kilogram muscle up and so on. Of course, it's getting hard to make a training program. Like, okay, if you go only for a planche and front lever, yeah, we can manage it. But that's why the cars think is to be the most complete because your tronic cycle becomes longer. Like you can't put everything in those, those seven days, but you need to increase mm -hmm. it. You need to have 10 days, you need to have 12 days or so on. And then you have more space between training and the training, which leads to slower progress and so on. Yeah, but uh, fast answer to your question, go for both, man. You need both. Yeah, okay, that's good. We've been talking about this on, on my channel, more about volume and intensity. And yeah, the answer was like, you kind of need both. One helps the other. 
you can't only do one or you kind of get stuck. Um, so when you're doing sets for the planche, how many sets do you know, like, do you need to do like five, four until you're tired or like, how do you know when the, the sets are enough and that you're not fatiguing yourself too much? Well, it depends also uh, on uh, for what I'm training. I'm training for a competition. I'm training for myself. I have days in which I just do it for uh, fulfilling the, the the activation. And in these days, I go only for three, four attempts. And I put my phone away. I don't even hold it for uh, for that long. I'm holding it for, let's say, three, four seconds. But I'm thinking about okay, I activate it really good, and I'm I'm okay with having less attempts. But of course, if you're uh, going for a competition, and it depends also what is the competition of whether it's the world championship where you do a few planches and a lot of freestyle, or you go for uh, some static uh, competition that you need to be really going one after another, a lot of mm -hmm. uh, a lot of um, um, attempts and so on. And if of course you go for such a competition, yeah, you can go for a lot more attempts and you can put less rest between them. Yeah. Uh, so it really depends in the end of uh, what your goals are. Like uh, usually uh, right now I'm not training. So I'm doing something like uh, around uh, 15 to 20, 20 uh, attempts of a skill. But honestly, I, I feel like I can go even for a hundred. I'm just stopping because I'm I'm uh, evaluating my time. Like I can't go yeah. for all the day. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just stopping once I reach the limit of the time and I say, okay, I need to go do something else because it's too much already. Uh, so that's that's mm -hmm. my current case, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it, it depends on your goal. So depending if it's a competition, if it's just for activation, then maybe you do more, maybe you do less, maybe you change the rest. So it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's always like this. It depends on the person, and that's why in order to really be accurate into the answer, I need to have the personal contact of a certain guy and really mm -hmm. see what his goals are, really see where he's right now, of whether he has some fundamental mistakes that we need to fix them first, and then we think about doing more sets and reps and so on. Yeah, but uh, it's it's all about uh, personal content and uh, subjectivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. yeah, I get a lot of those comments. I'm sure you do as well. I'm sure you've had loads on YouTube where it's like, oh, yeah, um, should I do this or this? And it's like, well, I don't know. What have you been doing? Like, what, like where are you? How, how long can you hold this? Have you done this? Like, like, you need to know a lot of background. And also some guys are not cool when you say it depends. But it always depends. Like it's it's normal. Yeah, like uh, if I say something for a certain, I'll make a mistake because it will be okay for one guy, but it will be not okay for another guy. Yeah. I don't know if you can make a general rule for this for just so for just the general person. So for a beginner, intermediate, and advanced athlete, how often a week do you think they should train for the planche? So for a beginner, do you think it should be like very little? And then as you get advanced more, or does it depend on the person? Um, well, of course, it depends on the person again. But uh, like here, at least I can be a little bit more accurate. Like I would, I would say no more mm. than four times for a beginner. I would say even three times, three times. Because they need a lot more time to regenerate. I mean, mm -hmm. after, uh, after even a few pit planches, they're fucked up for two days. And uh, <laughs> we need to have that in, uh, in, uh, in mind. And uh, I would say three times a week for a total beginners. For intermediate, four times a week, and for advanced, man, you can go for five times, but uh, like still something between four and five times for mental health, I would say. Not even for uh, physical health, but for mental health, because doing the same thing day after day, like I used mm. to be doing that when I uh, competed, man, it's, uh, it's fuck your mind, like you want something else. It's totally normal. Yeah. Uh, so I'll suggest, I'll suggest less is better than just go for a lot, a lot, and kill yourself and so on. Yeah, it's a lot of hustle and a lot of work, but more about applying uh, the right strength and the right amount of, uh, of um, let's say, work. Because, uh, yeah, you need to be thinking about the things, not only going crazy and push, not only push, but think about the things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just following on from that a bit, um, this is a, something not a lot of people talk about but mindset you mentioned a bit about mindset you know being repetitive how that can affect your mindset do you want to talk a bit about like what your mindset was when you wanted to learn the planche if you had the right mindset or was it the wrong mindset well it was the right mindset because like i felt i already have it i mean it's it's the right mindset for everything in life like you need to feel that you already have it and you have it and it's the same thing we can apply for a skill 
It's the same thing you can apply for a competition like you're uh, on a championship and you feel that you want it and you want it and so on. Like if you think about, okay, maybe I can make it, maybe I don't make it and so on, like uh, that's the way that uh, the things crack. So yeah, I think I used to have a great mindset that from the beginning, like I felt that this is my thing, man. This is my thing. Even though I was hardly making my first attempts, but I felt like, man, it's, I don't know, I feel that thing. And I, I imagine myself doing all those stuff. Like this is this is the mindset you, you must apply, not only in trainings, but everywhere in my opinion. Someone was asking, uh, is two finger planche, is that all genetics or, you know, is that the same where you just have to really train for it or, and anyone can really get it as long as they have that kind of foundational training for it? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it's a similar question to the others. Like, uh, it's not one or another, like it's both, man. It's both. Yeah. Uh, like for example, uh, if uh, let's say uh, the the perfect body of some bodybuilder is a genetic just or it's a hard work, so what it is? Yeah, it's both, man. It's both, man. It's the same thing. Of course, if you have the genetics, you just boost the progress, man, and you have it faster, uh, and you'll be way in front of other people, and uh, maybe way way in front of other people. But of course, for example, for the finger planche, I always used to have strong fingers. Like even in school, I remember doing push-ups and so on. And uh, this somehow helped me. Also, I've been doing only five fingers planche, full planche, and several planche for around six years before I started going for the two-finger planche. And this gave me some fun, fundamental strength. Uh, and it's a lot of, uh, you see, it's a, there are actually maybe two, uh, there are actually two variables, like uh, uh, how strong you're genetically. And then the other thing is how hard you work. And actually, they are just overlapping, overlapping those two things. Yeah. Yeah. So, bro, uh, like, doesn't matter if you have genetics or not. If you want it, go for it. Go for it. With a with a mindset that, yeah, there will be another guy who will be more talented than you, but you're the guy who is working harder, and you can make it. That's it. Well, another person asked, any tips for one-arm handstand? Get your handstand first. Like, do the two-hand handstand. <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> the most important thing, because... I'm getting questions for one arm handstand from guys who hardly make 15 seconds of a normal handstand or they're making a banana handstand and so on. And it's again the same principle. Fix your foundations. For one arm handstand, the foundation is the two-handed handstands. If you have a banana handstand, it means that something is wrong. Like somewhere it's mm -hmm. hitting whether it's your shoulder, your wrist, your lower back and so on. And you need to fix that thing because if you go for a one arm handstand, you have the same issues but they will be stronger and the risk of the injury will be twice bigger and even more from the general, yeah. from the normal uh, handstand. So fix your handstand, that's the first thing. And be slow, man, be slow and uh, like go on, a, go on a wall, think of uh, first uh, fixing the handstand, like uh, really going to the, to the good position of the one-arm handstand. And after that, think about slowly, slowly going for the, for the real one-arm handstand. I mean, I have an ebook on uh, one-arm handstand for those who are interested in uh, really getting deeper into the techniques. They can check out my website, Common of Calisthenics. Uh, there'll be a link in the description. And there exactly step-by-step step, I have answered uh, that question. Uh, what are the progressions? What is the exact technique? Where the leg should be? Where the torso should be? How the shoulder should be positioned and so on. And once we have those fundamental things, we go slowly, slowly, uh, having less and less fingers, less support and, and go for the thing, man. But it's all about, again, being slow and consistent. That's the key of, uh, of the success. Perfect. So guys, yeah, if you want to learn the one-arm handstand, check out that link to his website. Yeah, and that ebook sounds pretty good. So it sounds like a good way to learn it, a good progression step to learn it instead of just doing random attempts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, better better really really know the things uh, at first uh, rather than losing your time and, uh, and uh, checking it by yourself because that's what I used to make. Like uh, when I started one-arm handstand, I was the first guy who was doing it in my country. And in general, in the Kalasang, there were not so many guys in yeah. 13. I did it the first time 2013, so it's uh, seven, eight, nine years ago. Uh, in the end of uh, a little bit less than nine years ago, yeah. And uh, I had no, no, uh, let's say, uh, help for that thing. I used to make it uh, every time after school and uh, struggling, like just searching for it and so on. And yeah, that's of course caused me also a wrist injury and so on. So yeah, and if you want really to have a smoother progress, not to be searching and so on, just go for the way. 
uh, have uh, know the basic and so on, you can check out my ebook for one cast And then it's the same thing for all the other stuff. You can check out also other products like uh, how to full planch or advanced uh, planch program and so on. These are for the planch stuff and all the things that I talked till now, but of course in way more details and so on. And if you need, of course, a personal contact and a personal coaching, I'm always available for that. You can write me on personal message on Instagram or uh, find me somewhere else. Um, let's go to some fun stuff. So just some, some random questions. So, um, this one's still to do with calisthenics, but, um, do you think the newer athletes in that's been introduced to calisthenics, do you think they're less creative with the planche, more creative, or do you think it's, it's still quite the same? I think it's the same. I can say that even some of them are more creative than they used to be. Because, uh, like the old school athletes, they were more for the classic variation. For example, you'll not see me so much uh, going for a new variation and so on. On my trainings, I'm really focusing on, okay, I just go for the regular variation. And if I'm capable of doing this one, I'll be able also to go for other variation, new variation. Because many of the uh, interesting, let's say, variations that you can see on a competition, they're, uh, they're easier than the, the classic one. Because you have some cheat, you have uh, some, let's say, deviation of the form you have some bending mm-hmm. bending of the elbow and so on and uh, personally i don't like that as a static gesture i like uh, usually seeing a real strength straight arm good position of the shoulder and i'm okay even going for the classic uh, stuff rather than uh, risking it all for just uh, those uh, uh let's say uh, scores for the creativity yeah. yeah but yeah in my opinion it's it's not less it's not uh, more but uh, yeah guys are going pretty creative in my opinion Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you have a girlfriend or wife or partner? That's a private uh, question, so it also has a private answer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You, uh, do you, uh, do you think people should train their legs for okay, calisthenics? Of course. of course, they should train legs. Uh, yeah, of course they should train. It's of course a personal decision, but in my opinion, it's uh, just. Uh, physically more beautiful to see a well-balanced body. I mean, I used to be a guy with a really uh, skinny legs, really, really skinny legs, and let's say, okay, bigger body. Right now, I'm pretty similar, but at least a bit more normal legs. Like, yeah, I've been working on that thing. But for a competition, it's not that important for me. Like, the most important is go for the planche, have a good... uh, have a good form of the planche. I mean, if I'm judging or if I'm looking at a guy, I'm not uh, saying, okay, this guy has a so strong... Uh, legs and he's doing the best planche. Okay, congrats. No, like uh, I'll go for, for the guy with the skinny legs, but with the crazy statics. But yeah, in general, I think it's a good thing. Also, there are some studies that if you also train your legs, you're uh, in general increasing your testosterone, so on. Um, uh, so yeah, there's also other benefits that you can search for, and and you see many many things about it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next question. Um. Uh... How do you spend your time when you're not doing street workout? Uh, well, uh, like recently, I'm a lot of uh, working for a university because I had some project and so on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, actually, like the, the last two, three, three weeks I finished about it. Yeah, in general, like uh, when I'm not training, I'm editing videos, I'm uh, doing my online coaching, so I'm working on my programs, uh, doing all those organization stuff with all the travels because as i told you uh, this year i have a lot of travels and i need to organize all that stuff with organizers and so on uh work on my university because also the work over there is uh, pretty pretty big uh and uh, yeah of course helping the family like uh family business and so on so yeah there yeah. are still a lot of stuff outside of this, so on yeah yeah outside the calisthenics yeah for sure yeah. Uh, and, and- and did, did you say you're, are you studying at university or just helping them out? Uh, no, I'm studying. I'm studying. Yeah, you're studying. Okay. What are you studying? Architecture. Architecture. Wow. Okay. How's that going? Yeah, it's so fun. Like uh, next year, I'm getting the, the paper. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Even less than next year. I mean, uh, pretty soon, like in half yeah, a year. Four months. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you have any other hobbies so, or any other sports, any other hobbies that you like doing? Golf, maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, hobbies like, uh, 
Yeah, recently I went back to Ruby Cubes. I used to be crazy for right. Ruby Cubes before, before uh, going with calisthenics. And uh, yeah, I was pretty happy that I still remember the moves and so on. But of course, I'm way slower. I'm way slower, yeah. but I'm trying to, to beat my full planche record of 36 seconds for 4x4 for Ruby Cube. I'll see if I can <laughs> make it and so on. Yeah, but also like I like drawing and uh, like also uh, going uh, sightseeing, like going uh, climbing mountains and so on. These are things uh, that I also go for uh, when I'm not doing calisthenics. Okay, very nice. Yeah, I like that. The Rubik's, I did. I had a Rubik's Cube ages ago. I think I solved it once and then I threw it away. But it's yeah. cool, man. Even, even right now, bro. I mean, in order to support to support my uh, oh, phone, man. because yeah, yeah, I, I use this one, and I use yeah. and I use this one, bro. <laughs> so oh, nice, got many, man. It's yeah, it's difficult. a good thing. I mean, uh, it's also like um, therapy. Like uh, if I'm, mm. let's say, uh, somehow tired and so on, I need to stop thinking about some things, and I just go for it. And okay, I just freeze over there. I can I can go for it for one hour and so on. It's it's so fun. Yeah, that that for me it's music like playing guitar, piano. That's that's usually what I do. Trying to learn something like something like that. That's yeah. You know, in general, whatever uh, things uh, you're you're adding to to your uh, to your stuff, uh, it's always better. I mean, just try new skills and so on. Don't stick to the same things years for years because yeah, only doing full planche for. A uh, few decades. Uh, it's okay. It's okay, man. Yeah, I'm getting really good in it. But you know, life is about trying different things and so on, and uh, just have a variety of, uh, of stuff that's happening in your life. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, okay, uh, where do you see yourself, or what do you see yourself doing in the next ten years? So ten years from now, what what might you be doing, or where where do you feel like you'll be? Well, these are like again from those private thoughts. Like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff. And if I start talking in that, that direction, maybe we'll need another one hour because uh, it's, yeah, it's a different direction, like not only calisthenics and so on. But yeah, since it's a calisthenics interview, like I'll be focusing on that thing for sure, coming back mm-hmm. and repeating. And I even had a plan to make it this year, but since I couldn't prepare as I wanted, and I told you like I was tra- traveling like, like crazy and so on, I never yeah. go to a competition when I feel that I'll just not get into the top places and even the top one place. Like uh, if somebody's telling you, okay, I just go there to compete for fun, like maybe he's lying you or uh, or he's just not good enough athletes who just want to have some experience. But yeah, if I compete, I want to go for the first place. And yeah, in the next years, I'll be back there. Uh, I mean, uh, only the static part, like not, not freestyle and so on, like static stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, expanding my brand, bro, like uh, doing more events, uh, competitions, uh spending my um my programs and uh and also some other projects that are still on the run they're still slowly but uh, just as like the workouts need to be consistent and slow and the progress i'm looking uh, the same way on those and like uh, better save it silence before it's done yeah yeah I like that. I like that mentality. Sometimes you need to keep some things a little bit quiet, you know, while you work on them. Yeah. Let people see the results. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll leave it off with this. Um, do you have any general life advice, any, or any quotes that you feel like really resonate with you and that's really helped you in your life? Because there's some people out there where, you know, calisthenics, street workout really helped them in their life, but still, you know, maybe they're not in the best situation. So do you have any quotes or anything that's helped you or any life advice, something like that for people that are struggling? Well, bro, uh, well, for those clothes, usually I'm having those every, every day. Like I'm thinking of uh, how my day went and uh, how I can improve in different uh, direction. And uh, yeah, depending on how my, there was some always writing in the end of the day, okay, I need to do this and this, like I need to change something and so on, whether it's for calisthenics, for a way of training, whatever. And yeah, it depends on what, of course, the problem is. But yeah, there are some things that I'll say, like to the people, first be yourself. Because nowadays with all those social medias and so on, it's all about masking you, masking you in front of the people and nobody's showing their real, real, 
personality and uh, man it's in the end it's hitting also you deeper like if you, nobody knows your personality it's hitting you deeper and that affects uh, a lot uh, many areas in the life especially like uh, all those things uh, connected with progress and also calisthenics you see calisthenics is uh, part of that thing and of course that's somehow connected with the deep part that uh, with the deep stuff that we started once to talk about so mm-hmm. yeah be yourself uh stick to the plan stick to the plan for sure like don't change so much the the schedule like uh, stick the direction stick to the direction and of course be be flexible if needed but keep the direction that is it uh and many things man like uh, but those in my opinion are important for for really um especially the second one is important really for for the sport okay that's all for me pretty much so yeah thank you so much for coming on the channel guys all the links in the description to his coaching the ebooks all the stuff that's going to help you with the skills they're going to be in the description so you can check that out as well okay man so thanks a lot really for the interview it was fun yeah, i am open for such a conversation you know uh in the end it's all about sharing experience and uh yeah hopefully it helped a lot of people yeah i was not really pretty uh certain in my answers because many of them were really subjective and it depends on the occasion but yeah in the end it's all about using your brain and uh, don't test actually so much but use your brain and think how you can get out of a certain situation why is this happening and so on uh, and of course if you really need the help go for the right people and contact them personally that's that's my my advice yeah thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it i'm going to let you go before i take up any more of your evening so yeah thanks again guys say thanks sit down in the comments send him messages and yeah dm him if you need any coaching or any help but yeah thanks again bro thanks man thanks man all the best